whatever it is that we're going through, we should learn to embrace it, take whatever it is that this is trying to teach us. So if it's something that we're never going to repeat again, if it is something that we're never going to do again, mm-hmm. then, you know, we learn from it. So basically, I mean, life is a, a journey that we yeah. keep learning, relearning and unlearning. Welcome to another beautiful episode of the Thrivers Expression Show, a podcast that inspires young people to pursue their passion and actualize their full potential. My name is Ella Ladipo, and I'm sitting down with creative people who are passionate about what they do. We will learn about their process, lessons that they've learned, and practical steps you can also take towards being successful. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Thrivers Expression Podcast. I still remain your host, Ella Ladiko, and I'm really glad you could tune into another episode of this podcast. Thank you for all the love on the previous episodes. I'm really grateful. So today on the show, we have a special guest. Yeah, we go way back, I mean, to high school. So I'm really happy that she could actually come on the show today. And her name is Muraola Shobande. Welcome on the show, Wura. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yay! Hi, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Ella, for having me. Yeah, I'm really delighted. So, um, Wura is a customer service analyst and she's also a speaker. Her Instagram, she just gives a lot of helpful advice. I mean, if you just go to her page and you just watch one or two videos, you just know that this girl has content. Like, she has a lot of information and a lot of advice to actually help you in your everyday life so that's why i actually ensure that i have her on this episode because it's something that i know she has a lot of words that will really help people who are actually experiencing this i'm really happy that she could come on the show so um Mura, please tell us a little bit more about yourself and actually what you do how you became passionate about it and just everything about yourself basically okay first off i think i should start by my age um 25 or i'll be turning 25 in june but i like to say i'm 25 already so i don't forget <laughs> i work at an insurance company as a customer um, service representative okay. i i speak once in a while say once every week um how did i get to start this i kind of like have been told that i have good communication skills it's like okay like when i when i speak to people they actually grasp or like have a bit of our understanding of you know what the whole point is and i also well word is that i give good advices so i'm like okay if i can leverage on this um, rather i can leverage on instagram and you know show my skills to the world i'm pretty sure it'll be helping you know a whole lot of people people. out there so that was just how this whole thing started okay yeah yeah that's actually very true like as i told you earlier once you go to her instagram page you can actually attest to the fact that she actually gives really good advice so yeah that's a good one now the topic we're going to be discussing today is actually quarter life crisis and based on my research I actually realized that general research says that 75% have actually experienced quarter life crisis in their life. And when I actually did a poll across all social media platforms, I actually realized that 
85% of people agreed with this thought that they had actually experienced it or actually going through quarter life crisis. While the other 15%, I don't know why they disagreed. I mean, I'm still confused. Is it that they don't know <laughs> what it is or they don't understand the whole concept or they just choose to ignore the fact that they're actually going through something. So that really prompted me to say, okay, this is something we actually have to discuss. If people are actually going through this, most people don't know how to actually deal with this phase in their life and how to actually come out of this phase and handle it, how to capitalize on relationships and basically everything that they need to walk through this. So that's why I said, okay, instead of me coming to discuss about it alone, I would have guests to talk about this. And this is actually in two parts. This part is actually to discuss um, majorly between the age of, let's say, because even from people from 18 years old start to experience this um, crisis in their everyday life. So from after university, they start to realize that, okay, what they envisage of their life is not actually going in the course that they actually thought about. The first question, actually, okay, yeah, we've asked one before, but the one related to this topic, which I would like to actually pose to where we're at today is, um, have you ever had um, a point in your life where you actually sat down and re-evaluated your life and you thought to yourself, uh, this is not where I wanted to be. This is not what I wanted to do. And how did you actually handle this phase? Okay, I think this happened late um, 2018. I think I was about 23 yeah, at that time. And I didn't have a job. You know how unemployment can be somewhat depressing. Kind of like very, very, you... very, 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 very. <laughs> I like really understand that. Self-reflect. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was what happened. And I deliberately left my job because I felt like it was toxic. I was underappreciated. I was underpaid. So I was like, mm-hmm. I can't thrive in this, you know, environment. And when I, I thought I was going to get another one, you know, soon enough, but then it wasn't happening and. I think I was unemployed from October to December. So, you know, this was in December. I had to, I had to reevaluate. I'm like, okay, what are the necessary steps I'm going to be taking? Am I going to take online courses to improve my chances of getting a better job? Am I going to keep reading books? Whatever it is I'm going to do, I need to start doing it now because this ain't it you get. So that was, I'll say 2018, late 2018. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's actually something that is very common. Like most employers are just toxic. Like the the environment is so toxic. Either they're just throwing abusive words or there's no work-life balance or you just yeah. feel overworked and you just start thinking, is this is this what I went to school to do? Like you just start to reevaluate and say, okay. And another thing is this idea of um, quarter-life crisis also comes about when maybe you start looking at your peers and you see okay this person is at a certain um point of their lives which you felt you were going to be but you're just not at that point and this can actually cause depression and just you thinking like what am i doing in my life and you've actually put in all the efforts that is required you that you feel is required and you're just not there yet so that also contributes to having this sort of feeling. And for people who don't really understand the whole concept of quarter-life crisis, it's basically when you start thinking that your life is 
negative and it's just not it's not going in the direction or quality of life that you had imagined for yourself and this usually happens between the 20s and your 30s so that's majorly what quarter life crisis is all about for those people who don't actually know about it or who have never heard of that phrase so another question i would like to ask is was there ever a day in your life where you felt like quitting and what kept you going during this during this time and like um giving up giving up basically oh so many times so many times yeah. i kind of like have zero tolerance for stress you know once something poses as a threat you know to me i'm always like okay i can't kill myself i'm just going to drop this i would say my videos for example so when i started posting videos on insta yeah the mm-hmm. algorithm was favoring me but then at some point engagement it, dropped yeah like i was getting the algorithms yeah, yeah so changes. i was getting say like 800 um views, views. in a day to 200 it, it really dropped you know that low i felt like I wanted to just you know stop the whole thing but I, I felt like um the comments basically you know people would dm me and say oh this was really helpful thank mm-hmm. you thank you thank you so much i'm like okay even if it's just 200 people listening maybe these 200 people really need to hear what i'm saying then i think i'll just keep on going yeah all right so do you have any particular advice for um young people who are looking for a career path to progress on and they're kind of finding it difficult because um you find that most people especially when they leave university they don't know what they want to do because either way in commercial class they want to be an accountant a banker or if they were in science class they want to go into medicine they want to be a doctor they want to like there's just this there's just this ideal profession that they see themselves but when they come out of when they come out of secondary school and then they enter university they end up in biochemistry geography like they just end up in odd courses and when they come out of school they just start thinking okay what do i want to do in my life how do i choose a career path and all that so what advice do you have to people who are kind of in that dilemma okay my advice to people is to be flexible you know in their dealings with these kind of things you have to try you have to try new things you can't say because oh i was a commercial student and we have the opportunity to learn data science and you're like no that's not my thing that can never mm-hmm. be my thing because I, I i didn't go to school for that you wouldn't how would you know if, if you're going to thrive in that area so you have to be flexible we have to try we have to try a lot of things i know it can be really confusing you know some people will tell you oh people that code are the real um billionaires now you want to learn that <laughs> some people might tell you hr is the next um is the next global next big thing <laughs> Yeah, so people come and tell you different things, different things. So, you know, you're really confused. You don't know what to do. My advice is to pick, you know, one thing at a time. Try it. See if you're good at it. And if you're not, you move because you're not a tree, basically. So you can't stick yourself into something and just have the whole mentality that, oh, I'm going to die here. If it's not working, you pick yourself up, you move to the next one. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So um, I know that you're very, 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 very good in all this relationship relationship sweets talks <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone actually experiencing relationship roller coasters with boys because that is one thing that majorly makes young girls today just depressed especially when you go out and you just see maybe all this uh god when couples up and down you just start worrying like when when is my own time when is my own time like can i just 
find love and be happy. So what what words of encouragement do you actually have for people like this? Because it's hard. No matter what anybody would tell you that, ah, I'm single, I'm just not searching, I'm individually um, independent, any word that they want to just put to it, it's hard. But sometimes some people just fail to accept it and just don't want to get the right help that they need. So what, what words of encouragement do you have for them? Okay. The word um, single and not searching, single and happy, it's very possible to be single and happy. But as humans, we all crave affection, you know, at some point. We're all, we're all, um, we're all afraid to be lonely. Yes, irregardless of how independent you are with your emotions. We, we, we feel lonely at some point. We need someone to be fair. My advice now is that we shouldn't be desperate regardless because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're desperate, you meet certain people, you lower your standards, you ignore red flags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also feel like if you're intentional about the whole relationship, you would find you would find your person, you know, someone that you don't have to um, reduce your standards for, someone that is your ideal, yeah, let me just put it that way, your ideal kind of person. I know, I know so many people that have... I know someone that had, you know, she set so much standards for herself. She's 13 now and she's she's dating, I don't know what she would call it, her ideal man. And she was advising us to never settle, you know, because people were always telling her, oh, biologically, time is not on her side. She has to just pick, you know, one anyway. of these guys that are asking her. But she, she's like, no, these are not the kind of people she wants. And now she's happy. She's found her person. So I just feel like if we're intentional about these things, if we know what we want, if we're not just going to seek any anybody you know regardless of the gender any guy or any girl if you know what you want you know your standards Mm -hmm. then i think by god's grace you will get what you want Hmm. that actually just led me to the next question um so do you actually believe that there is the one there is the one like if you have your ideal man because most times you know when you're young you just have all this i want him to be tall i want him to have money i want him to be this and then as you start to get older you now start dropping those stuff because they always made that joke but um we've come to understand that it's actually sort of true you have your standards but you just make sure that your standards are now more realistic so yeah. do you feel that there's the one or you invariably just go for the things that matter at the end of the day you know like what you said while we were young we had standards um we also feel, we also feel like the one has to be something out of a fairy tale. I mean, you know how we, we saw movies while we were young and people fell in love with the love of their lives and <laughs> they lived happily ever after. after. And yeah, we've come to realize that life is life is not like that. I think there are all so, so many ones. I read up something one time about how uh, a human being falls in love more than once, you know, in our lifetime. It's possible to find love after marriage it's possible wow. to, yes I read, I read something like this yeah so i don't feel like there's only one person meant for you okay i the right of i read according to what i read which kind of like makes sense it's like there are like about seven people in this world for you so you kind of pick one or maybe you did some um, on your on your way on this journey, so rather, is that then, is that why some men go out and then still cheat because maybe they believe that they've not still found 
the one maybe the one that they found is not the one that is for that phase of their life again or what it, it depends it depends i feel like this, this is even another topic you know reason because men always date whoever they want to date when they are ready they hardly date the love of their lives or date the person that has been there for them if a, if a man decides to date that oh okay i want to get married next year i want to start dating today the next day he already has a girlfriend Meanwhile, a girl can't decide that she wants to have a boyfriend today because, I mean, do you know how many kinds of people she would meet on the way? I don't know, maybe statistically, because girls are more than guys. I really don't, I really don't know the whole theory <laughs> behind, you know, behind this. But I just feel like it's not just one person. Maybe if we, if we um, get rid of that mental paradigm that it's just mm. one person in the world for us, they would be more flexible. You will see people being hung up on their exes or finding it really hard to get over people, you know, because they feel like, oh, this is the person God has ordained for me. I'm not saying we, we don't have people that go by. I feel like it's, it should be more than one. I mean, we're over 7 billion in this world. And just be one person. <laughs> and that's just why. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So um, I was reading something and basically, majorly, um, people who start to have suicidal thoughts or kind of start going through depression, it really happens within this phase of 20s to 30s and even late 30s also. And this is actually becoming rampant in today's society. Um, and I was actually reading on ways that people could actually survive through this phase. And the first step was actually to acknowledge it. So do you have any thoughts towards different ways people can actually fight this phase of their life? Because it's something that invariably sometimes may occur. It's not in everybody. It's not, I'm not saying that everybody must go through this phase, but most people actually go through this phase of their lives. How do you actually feel people can actually overcome this phase of their life without reliance on drugs or committing suicide or any of those negative things okay i think we all need someone we can talk to when we're going through stuff someone that won't judge us regardless of whatever we you know tell them yeah. someone that won't try to make us feel less or try to dismiss our problems like oh you're not the first person experiencing whatever this is because you know most of the time we just need people to listen mm-hmm. we don't need you to find solutions for us we don't we just need you to listen and the problem they say um, is share this half this half so yeah, yeah. Share this half so yeah, exactly okay. so i feel like we shouldn't we don't have to bottle up all these things we don't have to live with these things alone if you can find someone to open up to someone maybe maybe your spouse or your partner or somebody you really trust that won't belittle your problems. I feel like things things could get better because now you feel like you are no longer alone with these problems. You feel like someone is in it with you, someone who can understand what you're going through is in it with you. And I think the journey would soften at least a bit. Yeah. So you get it eventually. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That was also one of the points that was actually highlighted. And I feel that you should not also compare your own part with anybody else's. That is something that even me personally too, I'm on this journey also, just stop comparing, stop the comparison. Like if you can actually stop the comparison game, it just makes your mind a bit more at peace. 
and that is something that people should actually start to adopt in their everyday life so stop the comparison game and also look back at your accomplishments and not your failures because not until last month did i start evaluating last year and say okay because i thought majority of my last year i didn't do as good but when i started thinking of the things that actually accomplished last year and the year before i'm like wow actually did something and i thought i was just a failure and all so like sometimes just look back at your life and don't look at the failures look at the accomplishments which you've actually achieved so that's one thing that also helps you through that phase another thing is don't just make drastic changes you should also always take small steps towards that change because sometimes when you take drastic steps when your mind comes down you now start to think back and then start regretting and then all that whole yeah. cycle just reduce on the way you make drastic decisions yeah so that's really all from my end yeah so so do you have any other um advice on this topic or majorly what can help people through this phase in their life so long as we're humans and we're still on this planet earth we are bound to experience tough times crisis mm-hmm. we shouldn't feel like the world has you know come to an end because this too shall pass you know eventually so whatever it is that we're going through we should learn to embrace it you know take whatever it is that this is trying to teach us so if it's something that we're never going to repeat again if it is something that we're never going to do again mm-hmm. then you know we learn from it so basically i mean life is a, a journey that we yeah. keep learning relearning and unlearning so yeah well oh, we're going to we're going to be we're going to experience stuff like this i feel like when you prepare your mind for stuff like this the blow wouldn't be so hard but, yeah because you know these two shall pass because yeah. no condition is permanent yeah. definitely definitely yeah so we're about to come to the end of this episode but before we end um i would like to ask two more questions which is um what is the most memorable moment in your life so far right that's one and then what is the big dream what is the big dream for nigeria and what is the big dream for yourself hmm. <laughs> okay you got you thinking uh, <laughs> <laughs> well memorable uh, most memorable moment for me i think i've had a couple of memorable moments but i think it had to be my final year in uni cuz i had just started discovering that i was um, more of an extrovert you know than an introvert i thought i was throughout my uni throughout my days in uni and secondary school i made so many friends i was able to relate with people better i had so much fun and you know not forgetting the real reason why i was in school so i was excelling I was excelling academically. And still having fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> still so being was, a baby girl. I know. Yeah, so I was, I think that's like a moment I would say I was truly happy. I mean, I had no worries. All I had to do was redo my projects, go out, have fun, come back, rinse and repeat. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now what dreams do I have for Nigeria? 
um, a corruption-free country. Hmm, that's number one. We want, number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want a country where leaders give youths the opportunities to lead. I mean, we're in um, a fast-pacing, fast-pacing, technology-driven economy okay. now. We yeah. don't need people. We don't need manual or leaders. I'm not saying they're not moving with technology too, but we need millennials. We need them to bring their level of expertise into Nigeria. And I hope this would happen soon enough because the way this is going, you just keep recycling, you know, our heroes past and just keep bringing them back. Exactly. Like, it's, a, <laughs> so it's, just, it's like when once one person finishes the tenure, it just goes back to bring his godfather back to come exactly. and <laughs> continue exactly. where you ended. So it might never reach our turn. Yeah, so. <laughs> So that's just what I, you know, pray for them. Um, big dreams. What, what dreams do I have for myself? I hope to thrive in my career. I hope to, I hope to be a strong panelist. I hope to be someone that, you know, people pay to hear speak. People want to fly. Um, people want to fly me to their countries to just, you know, hear me speak. I want to be able to touch lives. I want to be able yeah. to change the world in a little way that I can. So if our listeners would love to connect with you, how can they actually connect to you across social media platforms? What's your handle? Okay, my Instagram handle is Wurala underscore. That's Wurala, then double underscores. And my Twitter account handle is Nicole underscore. Okay, all right. Thank you very, very, very much. We'll also include that in the description so thank you very much for coming on the show and our listeners thank you very much for also listening on the show and we've come to the end of another beautiful episode of the Thrivers Expression Podcast remember to actually like share and also um, download the episode also thank you guys bye